Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with Daniel Davis. And we're really fortunate to have Daniel because I was corresponding with Gino Wickman, who's uh, the author of Traction. Uh, If you've not read that book, you definitely should. And I was talking to him about who to get for the summit because I was wanting someone to be able to present on EOS, which is the entrepreneurial operating system that he's developed and talks a lot about in the book. He's had a great influence on the work that we do here at System Hub and really all of the businesses I've been involved in. So Gino pointed me and connected me with Daniel. He's the head of EOS Australia. He's an award-winning CEO with some exceptional experience. Started business when he was 21. By age 26, he'd built up four businesses with multi-million dollar revenues and over 70 staff. He's got a real passion for business and it's almost become a little bit of an obsession. So when he was introduced to EOS and through the book Traction, just like myself, he kind of recognized the simplicity and the power of it. So he's gone on to launch the brand here in Australia. So it's with great pleasure that I get to welcome Daniel to the Business Systems Summit. Thanks for making the time, Daniel. No worries. Thanks, David. It's great to be here and uh, to be part of your operation and this great summit it's it's pretty cool and glad to have some time here to to share with everybody eos in the time frame that we've got and and give everyone an insight so with that today the the whole purpose is to to give you kind of like a a fire hose approach to what eos the the entrepreneurial operating system is all about and then kind of start your journey so i'll conclude with some extra tools and, and assistance on where you can go to get some further help so so with that I'd like to just quickly move into the agenda. So firstly, a little bit about us, and then we're going to get straight into about you and about the EOS tools. So about us, as David just shared with you there, EOS has been around now for around 17 years, actually, and started by a guy called Gino Wickman, who published a book called Traction. And the movement has grown. We were established predominantly in North America and Canada. And now over the last few years, it started to move internationally. And uh, I'm heading up the movement here in Australia and Asia Pacific. So there's around 170 implementers now globally. And we've worked with more than 3,800 companies. Those companies are growing on average 18% year on year. So it's a fantastic model, works very well, proven, field tested. And uh, the one thing that I really love that David mentioned earlier is the simplicity of the model. It's something that you don't need an MBA to understand. So, so with that, I'll take you through and share a little bit about what it's all about. So in terms of about you, normally we would talk about you and I'm going to give you an insight tool at the end there that will help you reflect on, on how strong you are in the areas that we're talking about today, what we kind of call the six key components. So I'll share that with you at the end. So let's jump into the tools. So that's what I'm going to share there. Up on the screen, there's this questionnaire, the organizational checkup that uh, I'm going to share with you at the end. There'll be a link that will help you do that. These are 20 questions that will basically give you a reflection as to how strong you are in each of the areas. So in terms of clients that we work with and some of the typical issues that they're experiencing, what we call their frustrations, 
The first one is control or, or specifically lack of control where they feel like they're, they're trying to grow their business, they're trying lots of different things, but they feel like they don't have the control that they desire. The other one is profit. Again, lack, lack thereof of profit, wishing that they had more. The third one and probably the most common one is that of people. How do we get the right people on board and, and keep them motivated and working towards the same common goal? Another one is hitting the ceiling. So getting through that initial growth phase where the business grows and then we get to a point where it's kind of tapping out, hitting the ceiling, and they just can't seem to, to grow to the next level. So this is a common one that we're dealing with. And the final one is the thing of nothing's working. So this one is shared both by the business owners but also the staff. So what we can often mean by nothing's working is people attend things like this. They attend a business summit or they they hear a guest speaker at an event and the business owner gets all excited and they run back to the office and they, they're trying this new thing, but it just doesn't seem to work as they expected it would. And there's multiple reasons for that. Some of it's to do with follow through and actually sticking to something and being consistent, but that challenge of nothing's working. They seem to be trying lots of different things and it's just frustrating, frustrating for the business owner, but also for the staff because they they feel like the boss is coming in every week with a new idea or the flavor of the month and, and they get a little bit over it by the end. And then the, the, the boss is feeling like nobody's got buy-in. They don't want to try things, but the staff are kind of thinking, I wish this person would stop bringing up new things and just stick at something. So these are some of the frustrations that we deal with, have our clients you know, come to us with. So with that, let's look at how we address helping you grow your business and handle what we call the 136 different issues you're juggling at any one time. We find that a lot of business owners are really busy and seem to be running around trying to put out fires. And, and what we found is to the degree that you can strengthen what we're going to cover now, these six key areas, your business will, will actually uh, be a calmer and more consistent and profitable business. So what I'll do is take you through Firstly, high level, what the six key areas are that we're going to focus on. The first one is what we call the vision component. And the vision component is simply clarifying and simplifying that vision to ensure that we're all on the same page and rowing in the same direction. And I'm going to come back and share with you some tools that we do to strengthen that. Second one is called the people component. The people component is Basically, how do we get the right people? What does that look like for us? What does it look like for our business? How do we get them on board and keep them on board? Next one is the data component. So with the data component, we're just saying, how do we measure the performance of the business? So rather than always going off gut feel and trying to work out what's working and what's not working, how can we bring about some real data so that we understand what's working, where we can focus our attention on and also what the, what the then issues are? So this brings us to the issues component. Issues is just our ability to actually handle issues. We're always going to have issues in business. It's just the nature of business. But how good are we at handling them? So we're going to cover that also. We want to strengthen that area. Next, we want to bring about consistency in the business and its performance. So we call this the process component. Put simply, I always refer to this as the McDonald's methodology. How do we bring about a business that just can be consistent wherever we go and however we grow? And the final part is, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, the traction component. So we actually have a saying here that vision, a wonderful, clear vision without traction is merely hallucination. And uh, I'd have to say being a visionary myself, one of the most frustrating parts is that thing of I can see where I want to go, but how do I bring it to the ground? How do I bring about the traction to make us succeed and get there? So with that, Let's go up and uh, drill down into each of these areas now. The first one we're going to look at is the vision component. So with vision, the first thing that we do 
with our clients and their leadership teams is we answer what we call the eight questions. And the eight questions are simply these as follows. So firstly, we're saying, what's our core values? So who are we as a business? What's our core focus? What do we do? What do we specialize in? What's our 10-year target? So what's the big picture here? Where are we going? Where are we taking this? What's our marketing strategy? So I'm going to go through the details of this in a second with you. What are the, what's our basic overall marketing strategy? So who do we need to be talking to? What's the three-year picture, one-year plan, 90-day rocks, and what's our issues? So I can run through this with you in what we call the VTO. So what we do is we've got a, a basically business plan on a page, and the VTO is a really cool tool. And again, at the end of this session, I'm going to show you a way you can download this for free. So it actually has all these eight questions listed. So just running through again, core values is who we are. So we go through a process of the f- determining what's important to us as a business. What are our core values? So how do we attract the right people? It's, it's people who actually share our values. So we go through a process to determine what the core values are. Core focus, when we're talking about this, we're saying what's our purpose, cause, or passion? So effectively, what's our why? And then also what's our niche? What is it that we do particularly well? Like how do we exactly go about executing on that why. So a simple one, using EOS as an example, we want to help people get what they want from their business. And that's our purpose, helping people get what they want from their business. And and our niche is working with leadership teams to gain traction. So that's what we do. So that's an example of our our core focus. 10-year target is just looking out to the horizon and saying, where are we taking this? What's the big picture here? that's going to be inspiring and and really get people to follow us. So that's what we're talking about, the 10-year target. Marketing strategy. With marketing strategy, what we're going and doing there is just defining the basic questions that we should be able to answer as a leadership team. So as a leadership team, we should understand the fundamentals of our marketing. So we need to ask, firstly, what's our target market? Who's our ideal client? The ideal client, they're people who value what we do and we value them. So they're, they're our target client. And off the back of that, we're saying, what's unique about our proposition? So what are our three uniques? Why would a client do business with us over our competitors? Next, we say, what's our proven process in the marketing strategy? What's our proven process? So we can show our client how we engage with them and what to expect. And then finally, we ask, do we have a guarantee? Do we have any type of product guarantee that will help us close the deal with the client? So that's what we're talking about, the fundamentals of the marketing strategy. Once we've got that answered, we ask ourselves, what's the three-year picture? When we're talking about three-year picture, we use the word picture because we're defining what does it look like in your mind's eye? So if you close your eyes and you picture three years from now, where are we? What does the business look like? And so with that, we start to use a template. And again, you're going to see this in the VTO. When you look at it, you can download this tool. We're using a template that defines, we're defining what's the future date. So we might say December 31st, 2020. What's our revenue by that point? What type of revenue are we doing? What's our profit? When we're talking about profit, we're talking about our net profit. What's at the bottom line? What are our key measurables? So what's going to make sure that we're on track? And then what does it look like is simply putting out the bullet points that make us understand, make us see what does that look like in three years? So often things like we're we're an employer of choice. Maybe we've got a new office. We've upgraded our brand. There's a few different things that might be things you'd love to see at that three-year mark. 
And then from there, we're just basically boiling it down to the traction component of the VTO. So with that, we're saying we've got this wonderful vision for the future, 10 years, three years. Now we're saying, well, if we're going to be there in three years, what are the three to seven key things we need to get done in the next one year? So this is the one-year plan. So with that, again, we use the same template. What's the future date, the revenue, the profit, the measurables? And what are the three to seven goals for the year? What are those things that we must get done to ensure that we're on track for that three year? Next, we move along to the quarterly rocks. So what, again, we're using the concept of the priorities being the quarterly rocks. So we define what are our company rocks? Again, what are the three to seven key things we must get done this quarter to ensure that we're on track to the accomplishment of the one year goals? And the things that don't make the quarterly priorities, we park them in what we call the issues list. And the issues list is, I kind of allude to it as business therapy. It's just all those things that you know you need to handle at some point, but we just don't have the time to do it right now. So we just park it there. It's like a parking garage for issues, and we know that we can come back to that next quarter, and slowly we're going to work our way through that list. So that's what we call the eight questions. So once you've completed that, you've got this thing called your vision traction organizer. It's your business plan on a page. And you've got everything defining from who we are, what we do, what the big picture is, who our target audience is and how we're going to attract them, our three-year, one-year, and 90-day priorities, and then our interest list. So that's what we do to help clarify the vision. And we do this as a leadership team. It gets us all on the same page. I think um, one thing I love about the EOS process and that first component for vision just encapsulates it so well a a topic normally vision and mission and culture and core values usually a very for a lot of people airy fairy topic that doesn't really you know it gets a little bit of lip service but how do you actually take that to implementation and by answering the eight questions getting it all onto one page you're actually able to take a topic that sometimes is usually hard to tie down and then actually get them into actionable steps that then create results. So this first section is just a, yeah, a great example of why the EOS process is, is so strong. Yeah, yeah, well pointed out. I mean, when I'm working with a client, that's typically a two-day process. It's a full two days. And there's two magical things that occur there. One is the simplicity, just answering these eight questions. The second part is rather than it just coming from you, the business owner, the visionary, When you're doing it with your leadership team, magic occurs. You know, you get different people's inputs. So you really come out with a a beautiful piece of art. And the other thing that occurs there with that is that you're not having to pitch it to anybody. Effectively, it's something that you've created together. So they have this thing called buy-in because they've helped create it in the first place. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool, cool experience. And it's not uncommon to get to the end of two days and have people have some tears in their eyes thinking, this is what I've been seeing in my head and I wasn't able to put it onto paper. And now there it is. It's crystallized for everybody to see. And it's a great experience and, and uh, hence why I love doing it with my clients. So it's pretty cool. Well, I love it so much that yesterday I spent my public holiday doing it. So it kind of gives you an indication how much I like it. So, so the second tool that we use here is what we call shared by all. It simply means once we've gone and done all that work, we want to make sure that it's shared with everyone throughout the business so that everyone's on the same page and they're all inspired by that vision. So once we've completed the vision, it simply means that we've simplified it, we've clarified it, and we're all rowing in the same direction. So that's the vision component. From there, the rest starts to flow a little bit easier. So 
The next component is the people component. So with people, what we're trying to do is identify right people. And with right people, the first thing, what we're looking at is people that align with our values. That's how we define a right person. So we use this tool called the People Analyzer. Again, it's in the Traction Book, and it's also going to be available as a free download at the end of the, the talk here. So don't stress, you don't have to be taking notes as I'm doing this because it's all going to be uh, available to you. So the People Analyzer very simply works like this. So basically what you do is you insert all of the values that you've come up for your company, you've come up with for the company. So these are actually EOS's core values. So these are our core values. And so you say, humbly confident, grow or die, help first, do the right thing, do what you say. These are our values. And then we insert the names of the team members. And then all we do is we go and we actually score them. So we go and look and say, does Sally demonstrate this core value of humbly confident? And we score it. If we um, score a plus, it simply means that most of the time, yes, she does. A plus minus would indicate that sometimes she does. So there's room for improvement. And a minus would mean rarely, if ever. So you go through, Sally here is like a A-grade player. This is what you wish all your staff were like. John is the exact opposite. John's got to go. And uh, George needs some serious coaching there because he's, uh, he's getting plus minuses. So typically what you're looking for is you're just looking to see that you want to see lots of pluses and maybe one or two plus minuses where you can coach them out of it. Minuses are not typically a good sign. Very rarely we'd be able to convert that person around. So the other thing we set is what we call the bar. So some of the values that you come up with, you might be negotiable. They might not be make or break. So you can score them as a plus minus might be acceptable. And then you've got the rest of them saying these are just our not negotiable. So that's what we mean by the bar. Again, when you read the traction book, you'll also get more, more insight into what we're covering here today. So once you've got right people, as in they, they match your values, the next thing we want to do is we want to ensure we've got them in the right seat. So right people, right seat. So the way that we help define this, when we say right seat, it simply means that on the accountability chart, they've got the ability to sit and actually do that role that we're giving them. So this is where we introduce this tool called the accountability chart. The accountability chart in its very basic form is basically setting up structure for your business. So if we look at a really 101 structure, you've got a sales and marketing team, you've got a operations team and a finance team. So in other words, you've got to sell something, you've got to deliver it, and you've got to collect the money and pay the bills. Above that, you've got what we call an integrator, otherwise commonly known as the general manager here in Australia. So the integrator, we use this term because they harmoniously integrate all the people and ensure that they're getting their jobs done and uh, that they're operating as a team. I often refer to this person kind of like the captain of the team. And it's the most difficult position actually for us to fill. It's a really critical role. This person's a really important person. In about 50% of our clients' companies, we also have this other role at the top called the visionary. And the visionary is often the founder of the company. And they're a person with lots of big ideas and you know, they're a big problem solver. They're often charismatic and, and can win big deals. But also in saying that, they're often the person who's quite frustrating to deal with because they're coming up with lots of different ideas all the time and they're not always completely reliable. The staff can get a bit frustrated by them. So there's definitely a difference between a visionary and an integrator. And uh, there's a great book if you want to read about this subject matter 
called Rocket Fuel. It's one of the EOS books, a fantastic book to help give an insight as to how that works. So the accountability chart, once we've structured the accountability chart, all we're doing is we're defining the roles and we're saying, uh, you can see, you know, when we actually work with a client, we build this out to, to fit uh, what's actually needed in there. And we'll go through and define the roles. Your leadership team is basically the heads of the divisions that you see here. So it'll be your head of finance, head of ops, head of sales and marketing, head of HR, your integrator and visionary that would make up your leadership team. And that's who we work with as professional implementers. We work with the leadership team. So we have a saying, as goes the leadership team, so goes the rest of the organization. If you look at this, we, we talk about working in the business versus on the business. Working in the business is the day-to-day work. Um, leadership team, we're pulling them out of the business to work on the business. So we get them into a great habit to, to work on the business on a quarterly basis and ensure that we're all on track to accomplishing that vision that we originally set out earlier. When we define the seats here, as I said earlier, we've got the function, we put in the person's name and we put in their key responsibilities here. One of the ways that we check whether or not they they are the right person for the seat, we ask ourselves, do they GWC the role? And so when we're looking at this, we're saying, do they get it? Do they want it? And do they have capacity? So what we mean by this is we, we say, do they get it? Do they understand what's required of the role? Do they get it? It's like asking me, do I know how to be a data analyst. I just don't get it. I'm not a numbers person, so I'd struggle with that. Do they want it? Do they wake up each day and they're excited to go and do that job? And thirdly, do they have capacity? Capacity means do they have the skill set to do that job. An example here would be if I use the Formula One race driver, I love love cars. I could say I get it. I know what a Formula One driver's got to do. I could even say I want it, but do I have the skill set? Do I have the capacity? No, my skill set, unfortunately, is not quite that high. So I'd have to answer that I don't. It'll be a no in that section. In smaller businesses, I actually chuck on an extra C and it's capacity time. So for those of you who are in smaller businesses, you might say, yes, I get my role. Yes, I have capacity. But because of the fact that I'm sitting in three seats, I don't have capacity time for each of them. So just take that as a little side note there. So what we do is we just insert that into the people analyzer. Do they get it, want it, and have capacity? And you want to be seeing yes, yes, and yes in each of these seats. And no is a deal breaker. So if you're doing this and you're running through it and you think, oh, I've scored a no, you need to look at that very quickly. You might be able to do it short term, but that's going to be an issue moving forward. So just recapping on the people component there before we move forward. We want to have right people, right seat. You've got to have both. So you're going to run into one of, you know, these are the two potential people issues you run into. One is you've got a right person. You love them. They're awesome. They share the values. They're, you know, everybody thinks they're great, but they're not the right seat. They just don't perform in the role. So they don't GWC the role. And, you know, unless you're a not-for-profit or charity or something, I mean, you've got to move them on. It's going to cost the business dearly. And that's a really hard thing to do, especially when you like somebody. The second people issue is the other way around. Nobody likes the person, so they're not the right person. They don't share the values. Nobody likes them. Um, they're always up, upsetting staff, but their stats are great. They perform in the seat, and therefore you keep them on. So our recommendation here will always be you need both. They need to be the right person, and they need to be the right seat. 
because either of them, not wrong person or wrong seat, won't work out long term. So you're going to have to make that tough people decision. Next, we move through to data. So with data, what we're doing is saying, how do we measure the performance? If you've got great crystal clear vision, everyone knows where they're going, and then you've got the right people on board to help you get there, you want to make sure you be able to measure what's working and what's not working. So we introduce what's called the scorecard. So with the scorecard, and I love the term scorecard, you know, you may have heard of KPIs, metrics, dashboards, flashcards, all these different terms. So excuse us for another one. We use a really simple one called scorecard. And the reason why we use this term is it's really simple. And kids have been playing sports since an early age. Everybody knows what a scorecard is. It's simply a way of scoring how we are, how are we going compared to what our goals are. So the scorecard looks like this. It's very simple. We typically get you to choose somewhere between five and 15 numbers for your company scorecard. We insert a person's name, so who they are, what their measurable is, what the goal is for the week, and then we score the actual. So that's what the scorecard looks like. It's very simple. It's not pretty. It's not flashy, but uh, it works. So that's what a scorecard looks like. So here's some examples of what scorecard measurables look like. Again, if you read the traction book, it's got these examples in there. And also on our website, you'll be able to find out more information. So these are just some examples to get your mind going as to what the typical scorecard measurables might be on a company scorecard. As a company then gets advanced, we will move into creating divisional scorecards also. So with further detail that's specific just to the divisions. Second tool that we use in the data component is what we call measurables. So with a measurable, what we're trying to do is just ensure that everyone within the organization has a number. So we get to this point where it says everyone has a number. You'll notice this is one of the questions in the 20 questions in the organizational checkup. So we're saying, does everyone have a number? Because typically we have our salespeople have a number, maybe the operations people have a number, but not everyone has a number and therefore we can't ensure that everyone's on track. So just measurables is ensuring everyone has a number. Once we've got clear vision, right people on board, and we're able to measure the performance of the business, you really have a fairly lucid organization. You've got a pretty cool business. You're already ahead of the pack just if you're strong in those three areas. And in a lucid organization, what will happen is it will flush out anything that's not working and even the opportunities that may exist. And we call this then the issues component. So I talked about that little point there that it's also opportunity. So issues by English language definition is a problem, right? So we're not trying to, with EOS, most of the things that we're dealing with are probably problems, but issues are also opportunities. So what I mean by that is we might have identified a potential acquisition, et cetera, et cetera. So that would be just an issue, something that we need to work through. So two tools that we use here. First one is what we call the issues list. And I mentioned what that was earlier. It's just getting everything out of our head and up onto the board so that we can see what are the issues that we need to handle. The second component is what we call IDS. So this is our tool that we use to help us handle issues. So businesses are pretty notoriously poor at handling issues, and, and the same could be some, said for some people in life, their ability to handle issues. So I'm going to give you a little insight to this very simple tool that will help us be better at handling issues. So we use this thing called the Issues Solving Track. And the Issues Solving Track goes like this. It's what we call identify. So the first thing that we're doing 
is we're identifying what is the root cause? What's the actual thing that we're talking about here? So you see an issue pop up. Is that the real issue? Is that just a symptom of the root cause? So what we're trying to do is identify what is the root cause, then discuss, then solve. So what people tend to do when an issue is raised is they jump straight into this thing called discuss and they discuss it some more and discuss it some more and discuss it some more and they're not actually really doing anything. If you're lucky, you may come out with a solve, but you've, you've not solved the real issue here. You've actually solved just a symptom. So to the degree that we can get really good at step one, firstly identifying what the root cause is, then moving to discussing what the right solution is and then solving, we will succeed. So I often say to the degree that a, a team can handle issues correctly, the business will succeed and quite the opposite if they're not good at it. So that's what we call the issue solving track or IDS. The next component is what we call the process component. So with process, what we're talking about here is bringing about consistency in the business. So what we do, the first thing we do is what we call documented. So when we're talking about documented, we're talking about documenting the core processes of the business. So within any business, you're going to have core processes around people, marketing, operations, accounting, customer attention, etc. So you're going to have a handful of core processes. And what we want you to do is just document these basic ones. We actually talk about what we say is the 20-80 rule. Just document 20% of the things that actually produce 80% of the result. Some people get a little bit of overwhelm when it comes to this subject of core processes because they freak out thinking, where do I start? There's so many things I could document. And so what I'd like to encourage you to do is just start with the basics. Look at the things that I've just highlighted there and think about what are the core things that you do here? What are the basics that we, we need to follow to ensure that we just handle these areas well? Again, in the traction book, you'll find some handy tips to help you. And of course, you can reach out to us. We can give you some guidance there too. So just documenting those core processes. The next tool that we do is ensure that it's followed by all. So followed by all is simply ensuring that if you've got those processes in place, people are actually following them. No point having them if people aren't following them. And this is a common frustration. I've seen some come across clients in the past where they've, they've actually gone to the effort of documenting them, but they say, well, nobody bloody follows them and it's really frustrating. And just remind them that unfortunately, that's just human behavior. I remind them we have speed limit signs everywhere, but if we didn't have the highway patrol, nobody would really follow the speed limit. We have to have the highway patrol to tap us on the shoulder occasionally and say, hey, those signs are there for a reason and remind us of the rules. So the same applies for process. We want to ensure that we've got them documented Ensure that they're accessible easily too, so they can't be hidden away somewhere. So that's another, another thing that pops up. And then ensure that we campaign them so that people are, are following them. And that will bring about consistency in the business. Final point is bringing it all down to the ground. I mentioned this thing, vision, a great compelling vision without traction is merely hallucination and very frustrating for a business owner. So two tools that we implement to bring about traction. The first one is what we call ROCKS. Rocks are those key priorities, just identifying and agreeing upon what are the key priorities for the next 90 days. What do we need to ensure that we're focused on? Who's accountable for delivering them? And what's that due date to ensure that we meet that, that time frame? So defining rocks is the first thing. The second thing is to ensure that we're on track to accomplishing them. 
we want to ensure that we're having great weekly meetings. So one of the tools that we implement here, and everyone please take note of this, this will be one of the best takeaways you'll have today out of this session, is this thing called the Level 10 Meeting Agenda. So this is how it runs. And again, the tools are downloadable. This, the, the, to bring about a wonderful meeting, this is what you follow. So the first thing we do is we have what we call a seg. And the segue into the meeting is getting everyone to sit down. And we spend five minutes just sharing two things each. We say one personal best from the last week and one professional best from the last week. So it gets people just to take a moment and reflect on the positives that have occurred in the last week. So not only puts them into a positive mindset, but it also allows them to share with one another what's working in their world, both professionally and personally. So it allows us to connect as humans. And again, just please take note, it's only five minutes. So even if you've got 10 people, that's 30 seconds each. It's very easy to get through as long as people come to the meeting prepared, which I should also note a great meeting starts on time and ends on time and same time each week and same agenda. Next thing we do is we review the scorecard. Again, you'll notice it's only five minutes. In other words, it's very brief. All we're doing is looking at what's on track and what's off track. Anything that's off track, i.e. not hitting the targets, we drop it down into the issues list. So we don't discuss it there and then we just drop it to the issues list. We start formulating the issues list that we're gonna talk through. Next thing we do is we review our rocks. So you read out the rocks and who's accountable and that person will answer on track or off track. So the meeting, so the rocks are on track to be completed by the due date or they're off track. If they're off track, again, you just drop it to the issues list. Don't discuss it. Next, we have people headlines. So this is just front page news of your business. So you're just sharing, you know, the, the good, the bad, the ugly of the business in terms of people headlines. This could be internal with people. Uh, we've hired somebody new or somebody's left us or somebody's on holidays. And also with client headlines, anything that's, that's happened in the past week that the rest of the team should be aware of. Next, we, we look at the to-do list. So all we're doing here is recapping the previous week's to-do list. So from the previous week's level 10 meeting, there would have been takeaway items, just action items for the week. So we read through what those action items were and who was accountable and the people just say done or not done. You should be seeing 80 to 90% of those things getting done each week. They're just simple action items that people are supposed to have gotten done during the week. And then we jump into the heart of the meeting, which is IDS. So as I just shared with you before, we've got the issues list there and we work our way through the issues list, IDSing all of the issues and ensuring that we identify the, the root cause and, and bring about the the solutions that will ensure that the problem is not going to continue to repeat itself. At the end, whoever's running the meeting, which is typically the integrator or the GM, they're watching the clock and they make sure that they're at seven minutes to go. They give a two minute warning and say, let's wrap up whatever issue we're on. And then with five minutes to go, they conclude. So with conclusion, all they're doing is recapping the to-do list from the current week's meeting and then they're going and saying, is there any cascading messages that need to go out to the staff? Uh, anything that we need to flow that's occurred in this meeting? And then we go through and we rate the meeting out of 10. We go around the room and get a rating from everybody out of 10. Uh, a one would be the meeting was terrible. I wish I could have jumped out the window. It was a waste of my time. At 10 is we followed a great meeting. and It was really productive and I enjoyed it. So that's the level 10 meeting agenda.
It is awesome. Please implement it into your business. It's fantastic. So with that, that is the six key components. To the degree that you can strengthen these six key components, you'll do amazingly well. Uh, your business will outperform its competitors and you'll get what you want from your business, which is what our job is. Uh, we help our clients get what they want from their business. The next point here is just the foundational tools. As I've covered them all today, um, the VTO, the accountability chart, rocks, level 10 meeting agenda, and the scorecard, they are all available for free with the EOS toolbox. There's the domain to go to. Also, you'll see that there's an organizational checkup that's available on that link too. So that's that 20 questions that I uh, alluded to earlier. That will actually show you how strong you are in the six key areas of the uh, EOS model. I just wanted to chime in, chime in here for a second, Daniel. Yep. I was just going to mention, particularly I think what people will see with your session, uh, relative also to some of the other sessions, is how complete this process is. And this is very much not, it's not useful but incomplete. It's not, hey, here are the 10 steps to running your business and we've left out three of the steps and you need to head over here to get those final few steps. The the methodology, and which is why I love it so much, not only is it very simple and clear and anyone who's been in business uh, for any period of time will just recognize the strength and power of it just, just by going through it, but it's also very complete. So everything that Daniel has taken, and if you watch this session numerous times, you take notes, you grab the tools, and, and I know Daniel will make uh, an offer on how you guys can get a copy of the book. You will have everything that you need to run a high-performing business. I've seen it firsthand as we've implemented with our business. Um, another one of the summit speakers, Alliance Software, Ben Stickland, uh, actually talked about his implementation of the EOS process. So it's, yeah, it gets my full recommendation. I'll, I'll let you do the final wrap up, but I just wanted to chime in there because I think sure. some people, um, yeah, just, just needed to hear that to kind of recognize, yeah, this, this is one of those key sessions. Yeah, thank you. No, I appreciate it. And um, I mean, it's always funny for a presenter to be boasting about their, their, their own product, but I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in love with it. It, is, it really is an amazing system and, and credit to Gino and the team for, for what they've done in creating it. It really is a, a full package. It covers everything. To give you a bit of an indicator, we've had um, of, of the 20 or so clients I personally work with directly, eight of them have had advisory boards that no longer exist because they just don't need them. Their leadership team have stepped up in such a way that they never thought was possible. And I've got multiple clients now who effectively have removed themselves from the business are starting to live that life that they wanted to and uh, they've got that more balance there because their leadership team is so crystal clear on what needs to be done and they're held accountable that they're achieving what they wanted to from the business so leadership team's happy business owners are happy and people are getting what they want and it's simply because as you as you point out it covers all the areas so you really do end up with, with a very healthy and uh, strong business so so with that we'd like to offer you a free gift today so EOS as a company has a very abundance mindset. So we like to give away the tools. So here we, we not only recommend reading the book, we're happy to give you guys a free copy of Traction. We'll send it out to you and you can read through it. All the tools are in there. Further to that, the uh, all the tools are also available for free to download, as I, as I said in the link before. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please feel free to call. 
will help me answer and help you guys out. Or if you prefer to just jump straight to, uh, you know, discussing getting a professional implementer to help you with your journey, we'd be happy to talk with you about that too. And we can we can come and uh, arrange what we'd call a, a 90-minute meeting with yourself and your leadership team where I'll do something similar to what I've done here today and present to your team around what EOS is and, and how it works and if it's something of interest to the to the business. So, so with that, thank you for your time. Hope you got a great value out of it. It's a great event here and uh, we're really honoured to be a part of it. So again, we're here to help. Let us know if we can help in any way. And, um, and David, well done on putting this wonderful event. Perfect. Well, thank you for the kind words. And yeah, definitely a big thank you to you as well. I'll put all of the links directly beneath the session as well. So people can jump through. I also went through the audio book as well. So you'll find that on Audible. That's another way to consume it as well. Daniel and the team were kind enough to send me a copy of the book as well, which you kind of almost need both because there's so many different tools and worksheets and things like that. So make sure you take up this very generous offer. And with that, we'll continue with the Business Systems Summit. And thank you very much for your time, Daniel. Pleasure. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.